Good evening. God bless. Thank you all for joining us tonight. This is Reflections of Grace Outreach Ministries. My name is Elder Thomas Walker and my wife, Minister Denise Walker. She's away on assignment right now, but we are encouraging her to continue to move forth in the Lord. And we are here for our next discussion tonight, which is entitled encouraging the saints in the lord um and our text is is coming from first peter the fifth chapter the first through the eighth verse some of you all probably know those scriptures already and probably have read them uh, multiple times and um we just want to kind of reiterate and, and talk about uh, what it means to be encouraged, what it means to stand um, in the gap for people that need encouragement. So with that said, um, I'm going to open with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you for your love and kindness and your tender mercies. We ask you, Heavenly Father, to be with us continue to watch over us, continue to strengthen us as we go forth in your, in your will. We ask you, Lord, to decrease us and increase your will and your way through the Holy Spirit in this discussion that it may encourage, may uplift and strengthen someone when they listen or view the video. We bless your name and we thank you. In your name, Jesus, amen. Amen. So it's good to see you all again. Um, please forgive the distortion in the video uh, quality right now. I don't really know what's going on with that, but, you know, it's the trick of the enemy that's trying to just uh, kind of discourage me from going forth and not having a video that looks, you know, like uh, the, the normal videos. But anyway. But I say go forth, we're going to go on. <laughs> Amen. So, yeah. Um, so if you have your Bibles, um, you could turn with me to 1 Peter, the fifth chapter, the first through the eighth verse. And what I like about the, the scripture when I was reading it and studying and preparing, um, I like the context of what this scripture meant. Because here it was Peter, he was talking to the saints during a time of great persecution, during a time around 50 AD to somewhere 60 or 70 AD. And that was during the time of the great persecution of the believers in Jesus at that time. And they didn't affectionately uh, be known as the Christians until somewhere in, during that time frame, but everyone knew them as those believers of Jesus. So when the word Christians were tagged on the believers, that was did in a mockery sort of fashion. So the word Christian was not a word that meant something to a lot of people. It meant that you were, uh, number one, a heretic. Number two, you were a fanatic. Number three, you believed in this prophet that died and never rose. So when they named you a Christian back then, you were looked upon as a foolish person because you believed in somebody that died and rose again. How could that be? 
but that's just the belief that we know to be true in our faith, that Jesus is the son of God. He died and he was resurrected by God and he ascended to the right hand of the father. And those are the things that we believe. We believe that he is savior. We believe that he is the Messiah. We believe that he's coming back for us, those that believe in him. And we just have to hold on to our faith and believe these, these core values of who we are as believers. So when we talk about Christians, we talk about believers in Jesus, you know, back then, it was a, it was a hard time. See, nowadays, we don't have those, those persecutions or those, those, those things, those demands on us to believe in Jesus, because the gospel has spread it. And people believe in all different languages and all different cultures and all different uh, dynamics. They know the man Jesus. They know the name Jesus. They know the, the worldview of our Christian faith. So it's not as if we're just starting out as believers. We're not just starting out as a, a religion or a worldview or a faith. We've been in existence for thousands of years. So uh, to many people, we are prepared, we are uh, steadfast, we are uh, uh, a balance and a part of society, our Christianity, our faith, you know, and after those things, after our faith uh, was established, after our faith was uh, recognized uh, by the early church fathers, that's when we became institutionalized to become a religion, uh, 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 recognized of entity in the world. So, but we have to go back to where we originally started was with our faith, with uh, who we were, who we are in Christ, or what we believe as uh, believers. We have to go back to those things because uh, that's where we're going to get our strength and that we're, that's where we're going to find our encouragement. And this is what Peter uh, was talking to the believers back then. And during this time, Nero and some of the other emperors of Rome, they took sport and killing and persecuting and, and destroying the, the, the will and the faith of the Christians. And that didn't stop after the fall of, of Jerusalem in AD 70 or 71. Uh, that continued on. And all of the believers and the Jews and everybody was were cast away from and uh, spread it from Jerusalem during that time. But in the midst of that, the Christians and the, the believers in Jesus were persecuted heavily. I mean, they were eaten by lions. They was hung upside down. They were beaten. They were spiked on a stake. They were beheaded. All of these things was happening to them because of their faith. And that's where we want to continue to move forward with because this is during the same time that Peter and Paul and John and Matthew and 
Theopolis, all of these people, they were all uh, John Mark, all of these people were involved and endured these persecutions to, to, to the death. So we, you have these other people that listen to them, these other uh, believers from different walks of life that came to listen to the message of the gospel, the good news that Jesus is the son of God and Jesus died and he's coming back to uh, take us up from all of these pains and all of these problems that we're doing. We just have to hold on and have faith. And this is what uh, Peter was talking to them. And, and I'm going to read it because he, they had people that were in charge of the care and the accountability of some of the, the believers at that time, which they called elders or, or overseers. Now, we have to understand that elders and the overseers of that time were not people that subjugated their, their people that were under them. They were not overseers that were people that uh, said that they were accountable and they were their accountability partners, but yet they fleeced them out of their money because that was their livelihood. These overseers and these elders were true men and women of faith. I'm going to say men and women of faith because there were some women that were considered uh, leaders and the belief system at that time. So it's not unfathomable or unimaginable to have women in leadership. There are uh, instances and uh, situations where they were in charge. They may not have been considered uh, a pastor or something like that. But nonetheless, a leader is a leader. <laughs> and an elder, if you look up the name or, the, or the, um, the definition of an elder, it's a leader. So just because you don't have that title don't necessarily mean uh, you couldn't be a leader or if you have that title, you know what I mean? So moving forward, this is what Peter was saying. He says, the elders who are among you, I exhort, I whom who am a follower, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed, shepherd the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of glory that does not fade away. Also, he says, uh, likewise, you younger people, Submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility for God resists the proud but gives grace to the humility, to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may be 
he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So this is what Peter had wrote to the believers at that time. So he was given instructions and he was given instructions to the leaders, which were the elders, to, um, to shepherd the, the, the flock, meaning to, to be administrators, to, to be managers, to be supervisors over the people that were coming to them for help or coming to them for protection during this persecuted time. So he was encouraging the younger ones to also, you know, listen to them, be encouraged by them. Don't get into a tit for tat for them because they are trying to make sure that you get out of this life. And essentially that's what it was all about. So you have to understand during that time, man, it was it was terrible. It was really tough times for the saints. And we can equate somewhat uh, how they may have felt uh, in their persecution to some level, because sometimes some some things about what we believe now are being uh, persecuted, our beliefs or uh, what we believe and what we stand on as far as what we believe righteousness is, what we, we believe sin is, uh, how we uh, conduct ourselves in a way that doesn't displease please God. We are sometimes being persecuted by that, even in today's society. So we all know that uh, the Bible tells us that it's gonna come a time when evil is going to be called good and good is going to be called evil. And that's how you know the signs of those times when the end of days are near. So when we look in the scriptures, we look in the Bible where it tells us what the works of the flesh are, those are considered evil. And the works of the flesh are pretty much laid out in black and white. But in some instances, that evil or those works of the flesh are considered good by American standards, by world standards. And what is so uh, intricate about what Peter said way back 2000 years ago, which makes it really relevant and germane of, of this time that we're living in right now, is where he says, you know, uh, on verse 8, he says, be sober, vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now, let's, let's, let's talk about that, right? Let, let's talk about who the devil is. Now, a lot of people believe the devil is this pitchfork guy with red tail and horns, you know, but he's not talking about a, a physical entity. He's talking about that spirit, the spirit of the, the devil, the spirit of the enemy, the spirit of the adversary 
to God. That's what he's talking about, is growing lions seeking whom he may devour. See, back then, they had all sorts of things going on back then, the same as now. They had the works of the flesh going on. And I encourage you, I encourage you if you want to know what the works of the flesh are, um, take the time and read the Galatians, uh, the fifth chapter, and it'll give you a good list of what the works of the flesh are. I'm looking for them in the Bible right now, and I'll read them. And so that it won't be any mistake about what the Bible says they are. And that, that way we don't have to um, talk about what, what's in our minds and thoughts about it. We're talking about what the, the believers of this time believe that it is and, and see in scriptures that it is. Okay, we're going to go to Galatians, the fifth chapter. <clears throat> You're starting at the 19th through the uh, 21st verse. If you have it with me, you know, Galatians 5, 19 through the 21st. Okay, now these are the works of the flesh that the devil the spirit of the enemy, the spirit of the adversary, the spirit uh, uh, of the, the roaring lion that's seeking whom he may devour, are placing and implanting in the world to deter the believers, to, to persecute the believers, to um, tempt the believers into falling away from um, the will of God they falling away from the purpose and the, the uh, works of, of God's plan for the believers in Jesus. Now, these are the, 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 the spirit of the devil that's devouring. He says, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variances, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, uh, envies, murder, drunkenness, reveling, uh, such as the like of which I tell you before, as I always told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So this is what Peter was telling uh, the saints, be vigilant, uh, watch out for the devil because he's a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, meaning that he's coming into your life to influence you, to send enticements of those things into your life to, uh, to just persuade you to go in another direction. See, and that's what the leadership, that's where uh, Peter was talking about to administer, to manage, to encourage your flock. So he was trying to get them to see that they weren't in this struggle by themselves. They didn't have to fight the wiles of Satan and the wiles of the devil on their own because they had connection. They had accountability partner. And that's what each one of us need in this, in this walk. We can't do any of this by ourselves. It's not designed 
for us to uh, go into the world and preach and teach the gospel and to proclaim Jesus to those that are lost or those that are being influenced by Satan is not designed for us to go by ourselves. In the Bible, if we look, the Bible, Jesus sent out disciples by twos and they went out together to, to spread the, the, the gospel, to talk to them about the good news, talk to them about the Beatitudes, because Jesus hadn't, hadn't uh, given his life for our sins yet. So he sent them out and he was telling his disciples to tell them about what love is, love your neighbor as yourself and uh, to, to uh, spread the good news that Jesus is, is here, the Messiah is here. All you have to do is believe. And so, and he told him greater works would you do? You would be able to cast out devils in my name. And they went forth and they believed in faith and they were able to do these things. They were able to, to uh, show the signs and wonders of the almighty God and let them know that Jesus, uh, our teacher, Jesus, our shepherd, Jesus, our leader, you know, he taught us these things and these things are great at are things that we are doing because of him because he showed us and that's what Jesus wants to do for each of us so we should not get to a place where we want to be by ourselves or or all in you know separated and, and all that stuff because we know through this scripture you know when you have leadership when you have structure when you have accountability with uh someone or a group of people that you know have a heart for you, then when you go forth, you know that those people are praying for you. Those people are, are praying in the spirit for your well-being and making sure that where there's two or three gathered, you know, in prayer, that, that the Lord will send his spirit and he will be in the midst with you throughout your, your struggles. So this is what... Uh, Peter was was really getting that with the with the uh, in this letter because he wanted them to stay humble. Number one, that means don't don't talk about oh you know I'm a believer in Jesus and you can't touch me and because the 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 believers in Jesus started to expand five, 10, 15, 17,000 daily until it became an explosion. It became uh, so relevant to the world that even the Romans were afraid that they would take over Jerusalem. So with all of that being said, Peter was telling him, okay, you got to stay humble with this thing. You can't jump out there and think that you can overthrow the government just because you believe in Jesus, because Jesus said that he, he's, he, he has the government on his shoulders and, and everything. You can't do those things because you bring an attention to yourself. See, when, you, when you're humble about your belief and your walk, that doesn't mean you're quiet to the point where you don't want to proclaim Christ. That doesn't mean that you're in a place where uh, you, you're going you're gonna to see a person that you want to evangelize and witness to, but you're not going to say anything. 
because see the Holy Spirit is going to kind of bubble up inside of you to a place where you're going to want to go to that person that talked to him. You're going to want to go to that person that God loves you. Jesus loves you. Uh, is it anything that I can do for you? You know, or say, hey, I, I see that you have a need that need to be met and I want to meet those needs for you. How can I help you? That's what we need. That's what we're looking at. That's what God wants us to do in the 21st century. See, we don't have bullocks and we don't have oxes and we don't have all those things that they used to sacrifice in you know, millennia ago, but we do have the resources uh, of the day that we can help others, that we can even uh, encourage with uh, some words and uh, a thought or a prayer or reach out to them and tell them that you love them and you care for them. That's what administrating to people uh, is all about. A lot of times we get caught up in the fact that, oh, out of sight, out of mind. But is it really out of sight, out of mind? Because if you thought about out of sight, out of mind, then it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? That means if you say, well, I wonder what so-and-so doing. And then you say, well, you know, I ain't gonna worry about him or her, you know, then God got them. But then that was, that was pressed on your heart to wonder how they were doing. So what did you do? Did you pick up the phone? Did you send out a text? Did you send an email? checking on them and see how they doing so you know so many things and so many people are being persecuted with uh mental and spiritual and emotional things today to where man it's it's becoming uh endemic because of so many things that are going on and so many people have fallen into the mental health and have fallen into states and bouts that have uh, taken a joy from them. But God wanted us to know, that Jesus wanted his, his saints and believers back then to know, to be encouraged, even when trying times come. And he wanted to encourage them to the point where he said, don't worry about it. God got you. Don't worry about it. My father got you. Just listen to these words that I'm getting ready to tell you to be encouraged. And these words are found in Matthew, the fifth chapter, which is affectionately known as the Beatitudes. But I'm going to read the 10th to the 12th. It says, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteous sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Then it says, blessed are you when they would rival and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who are before you. So... This is what he, this was the, the main encouraging words because Peter was there, some of the other elders, as he stipulated in his first part of his letter, were there during the time of Jesus. So um, they heard the Beatitudes, they heard the Sermon on the Mount, they heard these words and, you know, they were going through persecution at that time, but it, it became even more worse now uh, 
to that point now where now they have to, the, the expansion of uh, Jesus believers were being persecuted because now you had the Judaizers and you had some of the uh, the, the, the Greek the, or the pagan people, they were persecuting the Christians in, in, in Ephesus and Corinthia or Corinth and Thessalonica, all those places were being persecuted. And, and so, you know, Peter was, 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 was there to talk to them, to strengthen them, to give them encouragement because he's telling them, listen, and remember the words that these things was, was happening, what Jesus told us to, to bless are those who are persecuted for righteous sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. See, we have to understand in those moments when we're being persecuted, let's say we're, we're going to... Um, we're going to college, right? We started at our freshman year at ABC University. Now we've grown up in a belief system and a faith that's uh, that's very it's very um, it, it mirrors what we believe in Jesus the teachings in the Bibles, the, the talks about the works of the flesh and how those things you not, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Let's say we learn these things and we learn that the way that we dress, the modification of our dress and the way that we look, the way that we present ourselves, the way that we handle situations, all of these things are, are ingrained in us. And more importantly, we have the infilling and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into all truth. Now we're we're ready. We're impact, we're ready, we're done with high school, we're on our way to ABC University. Now we get on the college campus and we see all these other mixtures of religions and all these other mixtures of discussion and talks and walks and lifestyles and everything that's a big melting pot that a lot of people in the world and society believes this is what a child needs to know to be balanced, to find balance, to be more well-rounded uh, in their life, to be exposed to these things. Now, you're coming from uh, a background where these things are looked upon as works of the flesh or sin. Now you're in this environment where <laughs> you're the only one holding up to these standards and you have everyone else around you saying, oh, blah, 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 blah. you know, this is not the way it is. This is not the way it should be. And you're saying, but this is what I learned. This is what I know to be true. This is the same instances that they went through. This is what I learned from Jesus. This is what I know to be true. He's coming back. He's Savior. He's Messiah. That's what they was telling these people back then. And the same thing that we're telling people here, well, we learned this in our Bible. This is what our Bible tells us. This is what our faith believes. This is how we deal with these situations or this type of living and this type of lifestyle. This is our belief system. So then here we go. We begin to get persecuted. We begin to get ostracized. We begin to get talked about. We begin to get labeled as uh, negative people or people that, that um, 
are has some phobias about some things or some people uh, a, a person that has no love in that heart of, of any sort how can we love people when we believe this about this and that that about that and but this is this is same persecution that we find ourselves going through today because we have to still be humble we still have to maintain uh, a, a christ-like or, or uh, um, a mannerism that doesn't allow a person to steal and kill our joy or allow a group to take the essence of who we are and what we believe our faith is and and not be able to stand or question what we believe so that's what what peter was talking to them at that time too so if we ever find ourselves going through those situations like that we, you know the bible has great examples and this is what it was and these are the examples so even paul encouraged the people that were in Corinth that was going through their persecution with uh, pagan belief, pagan worship. He says uh, in 1 Corinthians, um, the first, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians, the first uh, chapter, verse 3 and 4, it says, blessed be the God of our Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So everything, and that's important, you know, being encouraged by leaders, that's the discussion. And we have to get to a place as because each of us although we are believers in jesus or we go to a church every sunday and we sit in a pulpit um, and we sit in a congregation um we are all essentially leaders of the gospel because when people see us now understand what i'm saying when people see us as individuals it's like they see me as an individual believer in Jesus. Now, when I go out into my own little, uh, as I say, a concentric circle, my own circle of friends, circle of family, circle of community, circle of work environment, I am considered the Christian and the believer in Jesus in that circle. So, when others come up to me and they say, well, yeah, I believe too. I believe too. And we believe, we all believe together. Okay. That's where uh, Peter was talking about, you know, and let's be accountable to each other as a group. That way we can strengthen each other when these attacks come. We can strengthen each other when we know that uh, the enemy is, is, uh, seeking to just kill and destroy one of the, the believers. And it's not a physical thing. Sometimes it's a spiritual thing. Most times it's a, a, a spiritual and emotional thing because 
when you have so many people against you and your belief and how you believe, you know, sometimes the devil will get into you to confuse you to say, well, maybe, maybe I have to relook at this thing. Maybe I have to uh, readdress what I'm thinking or my belief system. Maybe it is misogynistic. Maybe it is outdated. Maybe it is completely wrong to think or feel a certain way that I've been taught for all these years. See, and then you go to your other believers and your other believer friends and, and you are praying about it. You are seeking God about it, you know, and you are talking about it. You are trying to find the right way to live in a, a combative world <laughs> because everyone that sees evil as good and then see good as evil. Now they're against you. Now you have conflict. Now you have controversy. Now you have uh, a problem. Now there's a problem in your life. So what do you do? Well, the Bible says, and that what we were just talking about, go to your leadership, get strength from them, talk to them, find a group uh, of believers and, and pray. Remain humble. Don't get into arguments or discussions or, you know, going out going on picket lines and, and and all those things and protests and, and everything about those things it's not for us to do because at the end of the day you know um it's what we believe it's what we feel is right and what is what we know that our faith and our hope and our love and our future and god resides so we can't force anybody to agree with what we believe. We can't uh, tell anyone, well, and, and let me say this, because in the past uh, 40 to 50 years, uh, Christians have taken up that mantle uh, and certain um, uh, denominations and certain faiths to say, okay, I'm gonna call out the sin, you dying, you gonna go to hell, blah, 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 you know, and pointing fingers and, and really, really um, making it, it seem as if we're judging people or we're telling people what their future is going to be. But we're doing it in a way that's condescending. We're doing it in a way that is angry. We're doing it in a way that is, is belittling. And it's doing it in a way that is mean-spirited. And see, the Bible tells us love. Uh, and kindness draws those, you know, and we should always think and believe that when we are going, uh, approaching someone or talking to anyone about the love of Jesus, that we should be going to them in love. We should be going into them, going to them, believing that we have good news to tell them about a better way of life, about a better way that they can obtain peace in their lives. Because a lot of people that are going through and are being persecuted or are going through the uh, devourment of what the devil is putting on them, a lot of those people are not happy. A lot of them are going through trauma. A lot of them have endured trauma. A lot of them have uh, based their lives and their present lives and their future lives from trauma. So where's the answer? 
we're supposed to have that answer. We're supposed to bring that beatitudes to them where the Bible says, blessed are the, and we're supposed to send, bring them the good news to let them know that Jesus still loves them and that God still wants to reconcile them back to him. So the, the tricks of the enemy, the wiles of the devil, the devil coming to devour and to steal and kill, you know, we have the answer for that, but it's all in how we present it is what makes the uh, roaring lion more roarable, or not roarable, that's not a word, but make the roaring lion roar louder, uh, put it like that. So if we're going there and we're saying, saying get your life right, something is wrong with you, you need to, I'm not, I don't, I don't consider you as being a family member or, or you're not a part of this family because of, or I can't have you around my family because you live like this. Those are striking words that the enemy has put in your mind and your heart, because now you are devouring the hope and the faith and that the, the possibility of someone coming to know Jesus because you're using those words, the words, you know, to, to destroy the hope and the faith of that person. They might not be right right now. They might be going through the works of the flesh like we read. They might be um, dealing with trauma, trauma that happened in their past that they don't know how to deal with. Or, and they might need to find an answer. But if you're pointing fingers at them and if you're um, deep on them about this, that, that, and the other, the lifestyle that they're living in and what they're doing with their lives, the drugs and alcohol and, and the promiscuity and the lifestyle, you know, if you're always pointing your finger at them and, you know, in a demeaning manner, why would somebody want to listen to you? Why would someone want to even listen to anything that you say you believe? And if you're doing that and you're talking about Jesus's love, well, where's the love? How are you showing that love? That, that's why I go back to the individual person is the leader of that concentric circle. Because if we're individual believers in Jesus and if we're individual believers that say that the Holy Spirit resides in us, that does not give us the, uh, the carte blanche, as they say, to go out and start judging people, start turning our nose up at people and start pointing fingers like you're going to die and go to hell. You know, a lot of people don't even know what hell is. They hear it on the TV but they don't really understand the dynamics of what it means to go there. A lot of people don't know that what sin is. They hear the word sin because a lot of people have called them sinners. But what does that really mean? Does that really mean something that they need to really take a look at and say, hey, wait a minute. I don't want to be a sinner no more. I don't because being a sinner will cause this to happen. Now, if you're not explaining it, then don't say it to them. <laughs> be humble <laughs> be humble but if you if you're gonna go to them in love and you're gonna say hey this is can i talk to you for a minute you know i see that you're not happy in this life or doing these things how can i help you and when that happens then maybe that person will open up 
maybe that person would would uh you know say hey you know yeah you're right i am going through hell and and this is just terrible and i don't like this life and this is terrible for me but um you know here's here's what i I, I want you to know, you know, it's just so bad for me right now to, 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 to talk about it. And then you could show that love and you could show the humility of, of God and Christ and, and what we're doing, you know, and that helps to break the barrier, break that, uh, that barrier down to the point where the person that might be want to listen, he might want to uh, hear what you got to say and might want to understand um, um, what, you, what you're talking about, right? So when we think on these terms, you know, being a leader, a leader in our own community, a leader as an individual, we don't need a title. We don't need uh, somebody to lay hands on us to tell us, oh, you're a believer in Jesus or, or you uh, have faith and you have been redeemed and saved. Now uh, go out and, and proclaim Christ to the world. And that's not necessarily true. What you need is to have the love of Christ inside of you, number one. And number two, the discernment and the infilling of the Holy Spirit in you that will show you how to love on a person from an outward way to where they would want to know what the good news is and who Jesus is and how Jesus does save us from our sins. And, and it's just that simple. We can't get into the dynamics of what a doctrine teach, and we can't get into the dynamics of what a denomination is. We can't get into the dynamics of what the bylaws of a church deem as uh, true and um, in order. You know, the only order that we need to really be associated with is what the scripture says, the Bible. The Bible has so many ordinances and so many things that we can learn in here without the quote-unquote uh, functioning of the Apostles' Creed and the Baptist Creeds and all those creeds and all of those things. That's, that's good and fine when you have a, a structured organization. But I'm talking about on an individual level. You know, what does Jesus mean to you? Your testimony, your word of faith, your word of, of how he healed you, how he delivered you, how he set you, set you free, how you, he helped you to overcome certain situations and certain sins in your life to live a life that's pleasing to him. Now, we can always say that, but like me and my wife always talk about, where's the fruit? Where is the fruit of your life and what you're talking about? If you say you're a Christian, if you say you're a believer in Jesus, if you say that Jesus is, is all, it's, it's, it's the joy and the strength of your life, you know, <laughs> you know, where's your joy? Where's the strength in tough times? Now, you can't say you're going to trust God for one thing, and then when it doesn't happen the way you want it, oh, you don't fail back. You, you just distraught. You just totally devastated about it because it didn't work out in the timing that you wanted it to work out. Now, see, it has nothing to do with God's timing. 
so people are seeing it as an example. Now, see, you saying publicly, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to believe God that these things are going to work out. But then when it don't work out, you just you destroyed about it. Well, maybe it wasn't God's will. Maybe it wasn't God's timing for those things to, to come to fruition for you. That doesn't mean it won't happen. That just means you have to continue to walk in faith and joy and love and strength and be encouraged to believe that those things will happen. And the Bible says, have you believed since you received? That's what Paul asked some of the believers. Have you believed? Have you received since you believed? So if you believe that Jesus can heal the sick, if you believe that all power is in his hand, if you believe that faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen, if you believe that that Jesus can, he can do all things and we can do all things through him because he strengthens us, then we should be able to walk in that belief that we don't have to worry about anything that we don't have to worry about what's, what we're going to eat tomorrow, no matter how much it looks bad. We don't have to worry about what the rent is going to get paid or, or what car note is going to get paid. We should not have to worry about those things because if we believe that, the G, that, that all power is in his hand, and that we can do all things through Christ that strengthen us, and, 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 and we just walk in faith. Now, this is not the word of faith talking. This is not name it and claim it that's talking. This is just the basic bare principles of what Christianity is. <laughs> you know, we believe that Jesus died. We believe that he's Messiah. We believe that he rose on the third day with all power in his hand. And we believe in the great commission and the great commandment. Those are the bare essence of what we believe. And we have to have faith in that. And when we have faith in those things, that should exude more faith in everything else that we do. So when hard times come, instead of us crying and moaning and, and griping and looking like the world is all lost, we should walk in faith and say, hey, you know, it might be terrible. I'm, I feel like I'm being persecuted. I feel like I'm being devoured by the devil, but I'm going to still believe that God didn't bring me this far to leave me. I'm going to still believe that this sickness is not going to kill me. I might be in a hospital. I might have to go through some pains. I might have to get some limbs and some stuff cut off. I might have some hardware put in my body, but I'm not going to die because God still got me. So you see, but when we have that mindset, we can find peace in everything that goes on. We can find peace in whatever comes against us. And we don't need to feel as if we've been dejected or defeated, you know. But the most important thing is when we have uh, accountability partners, when we have people that we can call on, that we can talk to, that can strengthen us the way Peter was trying to encourage them, you know, then it goes, it helps us to stand because we know we're not alone in that fight, in that fight, in that battle. So we, as believers, we have to find people that we can 
be closely connected to in the spirit so that we can encourage and uplift each other. I know a lot of people says, well, hey, well, maybe I don't get married, get me a wife or get me a husband and we can encourage each other and we can walk this thing out together. Well, that's not always true <laughs> because your, your spouse might not want want the same faith as you. That, and that's called unequally yoked. But when you're in those situations where you don't have anyone, that's that's standing with you that's standing and accountability with you that's keeping you uplifted and encouraged i encourage you to find someone and and you all become accountability partners to the point where you know their heart is for you you know that their thoughts and and what they believe about you is real and truthful and they're not set by the devil to devour you, then those are the people that you can find your strength in. But the devil is sin people. And you got to ask yourself sometimes when people come in your face smiling and cheesing like they love you and, and care about you and want to make sure you got the right shoes on and all that stuff. You know, you got to ask yourself, you know, who sent this person? <clears throat> Was it God that sent them as accountability partner, as somebody that I can I can rely and trust and and build a, a friendship relationship, or is it the devil that sent somebody, the spirit of the devil that's that's in that person that's here to devour me, to to, to, to take me away from my purpose and my plan for God, so. You're not going to find all that in your, on your own. You're not going to understand all of that within yourself if you're a new believer, if you're a new Christian, if you're a new believer in your faith. You know, that comes by fasting and praying, that comes by reading the Bible, that comes from consecrating yourself and, and building a personal relationship with, with God and being led by the Holy Spirit. Now, then when you have those components in your life and you're working it and it's inside of you, living and breathing, the word of God is alive and breathing inside of you. Then the Holy Spirit will speak to you. Then the Holy Spirit will unction you to know what's right and what's going on. You know, you get like what they call the spidey sense. It start tingling and going off. My wife normally says that her stomach starts to when when the Holy Spirit is talking to her about certain things and she pays attention to that and the Holy Spirit will not leave you comfortless and he will not leave you or forsake you to the point where you don't know what's going on so he will send you a word but you have to be receptive to it and so when we build our leadership core around us, or if we're in, in tune with a group of believers that we fellowship with every, every week or every day and we're accountable to them, encourage each other, strengthen each other, talk about the bad things, talk about, hey, man, you know, I'm really thinking about going out there and, you know, getting with that girl i've got this lust <laughs> i've got this lust coming on or you know talk to somebody about it don't let it fester in your mind because the devil will get in there and will continue to entice you like he enticed eve you understand and just like the you know when you're a female you you're saying well you know i don't like so-and-so such and such or 
I'm thinking about marrying this man because he gonna provide for me and all of those things. And all I gotta do is, you know, do this and that and the other. And and I I could I get I live pretty. But then you just sold your soul, you just sold yourself and sold your soul for a chicken change, like James Brown said. And that's not the way God wants you to be. And by you just being a, a believer, you know, and you are walking in, in faith and you're walking as a believer in, in Christ, don't think that temptation and things are not going to come against you. Those are going to hit you the hardest. That's why you need to know that you know that you know, you know, who's in your corner, who's not in your corner. Because if you don't know those things, those, those enemies that have come into your life, they will devour your path and you'll end up worse off than you have, you were. And God does not want that for you. So I'm encouraging each of you today, if you find yourself in situations that you're not sure of, or you find yourself weak in some areas of your life and the devil is coming against you to the point where the temptation is real and it's real hard and real fast, I encourage you to find someone that you can trust and that loves you and cares for you enough to the point where you can be open and transparent and honest with them. And you all share confidentiality to the point where you could talk about these things and then become strengthened through accountability. And then encourage that person when you see them going sideways. If you know that a person has a drug problem or has a, a sex problem or have a drinking problem or abuse problem or whatever problems you know that person have and is struggling with, or if a person is dealing with uh, depression or anxiety and um, and feelings of, 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 of harming themselves, talk to them people. This is the time. Now is the time for us to uh, exact our faith, to exact the love, uh, to enact what we believe as, as Christians and let them know that God loves them, that God does not have, that's not God's plan for their lives, and that God has a better plan for them. For them. But it's up to us to be examples that people are willing to come to. It's up to us to be uh, willing vessels of the Holy Spirit that he can use us to minister and to pray with those people to calm them and to show them that there is a better way. We have to get that way as believers or we're not going to be taken serious in this world as the world continues to progress because it's getting weaker and it's getting wiser and it's getting more and more turned to evil than to good. And that's where we have to continue to study, continue to pray, continue to seek God, continue to ask the Holy Spirit to show us how to love, show us how to care, show us how to, to, to be accountable for ourselves to Jesus. And again, for ourselves to our fellow man, because we're the only Jesus that people may ever see. And if we're out there buck jumping and have all these other things going on, just the same as them, they're going to say, well, 
you're not telling me nothing. You're not living no different than me. So what do I need to change for? <laughs> They're not, so, you know, we have to be examples of change. And being examples of change means sometimes you have to give up the sin. Sometimes we have to give up the works of the flesh in order for people to see the beauty and the cleanliness that that can come from getting away from those things that are tearing their bodies down. So that's all I have for today. I thank you all for joining us today. I love you. God loves you all for, for all the specific reasons he made you. And he loves you. He wants a relationship with you. He wants you to be reconciled to him. But more importantly, he wants a relationship that you feel that is great, that you feel that is, is, is so great for you that you run out and tell people who he is. And then you show them by who you are, by your walk. And when you get to that place in your life, then, man, you are living the, you are living your best life. Then I'll put it like that. So, good night, everyone, and God bless you. <clears throat> I'm going to close with a word of prayer. Now, pray that this discussion uh, reaches someone that's going through a situation or just dealing with some things, or um, you are looking for answers. <clears throat> I'm here to tell you that Jesus is the answer. And if you're by yourself and you're thinking about all of those works of the flesh that Galatians 5 talked about, continue reading. And then it'll talk about the fruits of the spirit as well that shows what believers in Christ should exhibit in their lives. And that'll be your, the, write those down, those fruits of the spirits down as a list. And I encourage you, Take that list with you or memorize that list. And when you're talking to someone, see if you are utilizing each one of those fruits of the spirit. And if you're utilizing those fruits of the spirit when you're ministering or when you're talking to someone, then you're well on your way to being a good example of a believer of Jesus. <laughs> so thank you all for joining us. And God loves you. And I just want you all to know that all things is going to work out for good. That loves those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Father, we thank you for another day. We bless your name, Heavenly Father, for another, another day in on this earth to be able to proclaim you as our Savior and to be able to be a witness for your love and your grace. We actually have the Father, those that are hurting, those that are going through situations, those that are being persecuted today, this day. We ask you, Lord, to be with them. Lord, we ask you to comfort them. Comfort those that are making a decision to fall back into the works of the flesh. Lord, we ask you to, to change their hearts. We ask you, Lord, to, to rebuke the devil from them from their thought process to continue to walk in you. We ask you, Lord, to infill and indwell them with your spirit, Lord, that they will come to love you and know you as their personal savior. We ask you to save them, to release them, to redeem them in your name, Jesus, so that the sin that they want to do, that they don't do no more, that the problems that they face, that they don't face no more, that they find hope and rest in you 
We ask you, Lord, to, uh, to help us to be better examples of your word, better examples of who you are, and the teachings that you have given us to live by. We ask you, Lord, to, to strengthen us, to strengthen our faith and our resolve to know and to know you as our personal Savior and to help proclaim you to the world that don't know you. We love you and we bless your name. In your name, Jesus, we ask you to watch over each person that are sick, each person that are shut in, each person that are going through the struggle and the trials and tribulations in their lives. We ask you to meet the needs. We ask you to help them and encourage them and strengthen them. These and all the blessings we ask in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So God bless you all. And Remember, please feel free to reach out to us, like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, and you can also listen to our podcast. And it, I, we just love to hear from you, you know, and we would love to um, fellowship with you all. But more importantly, we just want to encourage you all to be strengthened in the Lord. So good night, everyone, and have a blessed night. And we'll talk to you soon.